Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Yeah, so, you know, this, this message today that I'm going to be sharing kind of comes out of, uh, you know, that song, Resurrender, that, that we sang last week and this week. It's, it's uh, something, a, a part, a major part of that, that song. Um, but then also just the different stuff that I've been thinking about and hearing um, just all over in many different aspects and ways, um, and that has to do, has to do with the church, um, that has to do with the temple that God has created. I'm not talking about a building, and we'll look at that in just a little bit. It's not a building but his people, you and I individually, and then also you and I as we gather together to be the temple of Christ. And, and you know, so I, I'm just thinking about just all these different things like that feel like they're bringing tensions to, you know, somebody, you know, that was a leader in, in the Christian world messing up and doing something wrong and being you know, asked to step out of their position and, and, you know, talking with somebody this past week, you know, and saying like, yeah, a couple of years ago, you know, our church had this church split and, you know, it was really tough, you know, but we're doing okay. Like all these different things. And I, I'm thinking about, God, why? Why is this happening? Why do we go? And, we, and the, the church has gone through lots of these different things for years and years. It's not something that is brand new, but it's something that is happening a lot now. I can't say if it's happening more than it was 40 years ago because I was only three years old. So. But, <laughs> but it's happening a lot. And you know what? I just felt God speaking. It's like to challenge the church, not just our church, but like as this challenge, this God is saying, which he always is, of course, calling us to this, but will you be the temple that I've created you to be? Why do these things happen? Because we forget that in the temple there is holiness. We forget that in the temple it is sacred and we can't just do things that we want to do. It has to be done the way God wants it to be done. And as well, I, I feel like a, oh, okay. Well, I'm just, I just don't want to get down to like halfway down my notes and just by sharing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in here, okay? 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. It's interesting because this this scripture begins with with this kind of like rebuke or this kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's like a sarcastic rebuke. Like, I mean, don't you know? And and I thought, you know, it's kind of funny. He's like, do you not know that you're the temple of God? And I was like, it's not really that funny because it's so hard for us to remember that nowadays, right? Like, 
all these things that are happening and these struggles that people are dealing with and, and the stuff that we see. And they're like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? And it's like, because we forgot that we were the temple. We forgot that we weren't supposed to do things how we wanted or to fall into our own like lusts or, or wants or, or what I want to do, but I need to do things the way that God has instituted and way He has laid it out in order for this temple to stay holy. In order for this temple to not be defiled. I need to do these things that God has spoken over me and, and told me for us to do. We need to do them His way. And so in this scripture when he says, do you not know? Again, this is kind of like uh, what makes it feel a little sarcastic is like back in, in that time when he was speaking, there was temples for so many gods all over the place. And, and the thing was is that when you go into a temple, there was images of the gods everywhere. And I've, I've been privileged to be able to go to India and a few other countries and stuff and being able to see some of these temples that are over there to Hindu gods and whatever else. And, and it's like there's this giant statue and if, there was, if that wasn't enough, you know, there's pictures all over the place and it's just like everywhere. Image, 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 image. And it's like something like, well, you know, we're going to make sure they're here because like if they weren't from that statue, they're going to be from this picture or that picture. You know, I don't know. It's like the more pictures, the, the stronger the God is. I don't really know. But there's images all over the place in these temples. Right? Of these gods that they're worshiping. And, and he's saying, don't you know, in that time, there were these temples with all these images. He's like, don't you know that you are the temple of God? And I think about, when I think about that, I'm like, ooh. that He's written on our heart, that His image, His impression and, and who He is, when we come to know Him, He's speaking to the church here. That His image is shown on us. Right? His law is written in our heart. And you go into those places and there's all these, you know, writings, all this stuff. His law is written on your heart. He's saying, don't you know that God is with you? And the funny thing is, is that this church, they were so happy and so excited because God was moving and the Spirit of God was there. And, and, and God was doing things in their midst. But the problem was they were still not seeing that they were the temple and they were being defiled by divisions and all these different things. And they weren't acting the way that God wanted them to act. Little side note is that, like the crazy thing is, is God sometimes, whether we want to or not, still uses people that are messed up. Or, let me say it this way, God always uses messed up people. But some God, 
sometimes God still is using somebody that is in the process of defiling themselves. Now, I won't say that that lasts. The image of God was in them and dwelt amongst them. He was there. He was present. Written on their hearts. Shown on their faces, right? But the writer is telling him, he's saying, but look, there's all this mess in you too. And don't you know that you are the temple of God? Don't you know? But in this, what I want to see is that this is talking about the gathering of people. God didn't say that the temple was buildings made out of concrete or wood or whatever. No, he says in Acts 17, 24, he says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. He does not dwell specifically in some temple like those other, like let's say the Hindu temples. And they build this temple and it's like that's where the God dwells. Because we built this temple. Sometimes we get to where we feel like that I'm going to the place where God dwells instead of I'm going as the place where God dwells to see other people that God dwells in so that we can celebrate together and worship Him. Like, why isn't God doing this or doing that in my life? I don't know, because... You know, you come in and think, "Woo, God's good. He's here. And we go out and he's like, God's there. He was not here, you know. But this structure wasn't built to house God. The structure was built to worship God. See, he's in you. That temple, he's in you, right? That's where he dwells. And in 2 Corinthians 6, 16, it says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I'm going to stop there for just a second before I continue on. You are the temple of God. I, I love this. I just, I, I don't. Ah. You are the temple of God. And he says, and I will dwell in them, in that person that comes to know me. I will dwell with them and in them. And I will walk among them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Well, what's next? Therefore, right? I've heard it. My dad said it many times, right? Therefore is therefore a reason. Saying, since you are the temple of God, and since God is dwelling in you, since God is walking among his people, and you are his people in his temple. You're his temple. And he's your God. 
and you're his people. It says, so come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Too many times. See, this is where you got to delineate some things here. Because some people take this and say, I'm going to hide with people that just think like me. My particular little, you know, Bible-believing group that has these particular views, and I'm not going to talk to anybody else, and I'm not going to see anybody that doesn't believe the same thing that I believe. And that's not what this is saying. But what it's saying is that how can you go on being the temple of God and Him being your God and you being His people and Him dwelling inside of you and still do the same things that the people that don't know Him do? Can you be separated from the stuff that people do when they don't know God? I want to be, uh, you know, a witness. That's great. You know, and I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Well, that's great too. So I'm going to do the things they do. That's not great. That somehow God has asked us to sin so that sinners can come into his family, you know? That's <laughs> like. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. God, why haven't I been able to, to, to sense your presence, or I feel like I'm so far away? He's like, well, it's because you've been running off to that mess all the time. You know, don't touch. He says, don't touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And I feel like, you know, I, I, I was thinking earlier, I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't feel old enough to, to be able to like call, call out like the church, you know? But then I was like, I mean, I just turned 43, so I'm getting old. I'm getting, I'm getting older, okay? Grandma, I'm getting older. But also I was thinking that, I mean, I've been in, in, in areas of ministry for, which seems crazy, for nearly 20 years. But I feel like The church has forgotten, not our church, the, church, the big C church, right? The church in general has forgotten the holiness of the temple. They've forgotten that God dwells among them and asks them to separate themselves, themselves 
and to not touch these unclean things because he wants to be in their midst. In First Corinthians six nineteen it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have from God. And you are not your own. And you are not your own. See, you treat things differently when it's not, well, <laughs> you should treat things differently when it's not yours. I would say some people don't care. It's like, I'll treat it like it's mine. I'll wreck it. I'll crash it. I, you know, I'll do whatever. You know, I don't care if it's somebody else's. But whenever somebody lets me borrow something, I feel so nervous and cautious, and and, and I want to be so careful to do it to to use it exactly how I'm supposed to use it, so that it doesn't break. It doesn't get messed up or it doesn't get dirty or defiled, right? And I feel like we're forgetting what this scripture says. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? And you have that temple from God. And you know what? You're not your own, you're His. You're just borrowing this thing, man. Like, treat this thing and do the, the, what the instructions say because this isn't yours, it's God's. How do you want to return this thing? You, oh. you know, how, how do you want this thing to be returned to God? Dirty, messed up nasty, don't work right anymore. God says, I want, I want to see you. I, I haven't given you these instructions. I haven't called you out of living in sin and saying, don't do that anymore because I want to be mean. Saying, I, I'm, I'm telling you these things because I know how I created you. I wrote these things down because I know how you work. Right? If you, if you want to figure out, you know, you got something, you're like, I need, like, I don't understand this. Who better to talk to than the person that made it, right? I don't know about you. This is more, more of a guy thing. But, you know, usually want to just, I could put this together. I don't need an instruction manual, you know. But this thing came with an instruction manual that needs to be read. You can't just go about it, just doing it one way or the other and just figuring it out. You need to read that instruction manual. You need to live how he's called you to live and to step out of that stuff that you were living in before and say, I'm going to step into this place that God's called me to so that I can be holy because I'm, I'm a temple. 
Now you see, like, think about that. Now you think like, oh, it's just me, you know, I'm just like, whatever. But when God sees you, think about the most beautiful temple or building. I mean, we don't have really much around here that, that I would say would be what I would think of. But, but think about some, I don't know, like huge architecture and structure. Every brick and stone placed together perfectly, put together to form this beautiful, beautiful building, this, this place to house something, right? And you see that and you're like, oh wow, why would anybody mess something like that up? If I lived there or if I was there, I would treat that with so much respect and follow the rules we go to a museum or, a, or, you know, like the art gallery, you know? How much respect do you have for that art that's like a couple hundred years old? They say, don't touch. You're like, oh, I would never put my fingerprint on that painting. I would never defile it. I wouldn't do that. But then we go on defiling ourselves. This painting, this picture that God created, that He painted Himself with His own hand. And then we just say, oh, I don't matter. I'm just, just mess that thing up. I don't even care, you know? I just do it. That's my body. Is it? Because in this scripture it says, You are not your own. And you are not your own. How would you treat it if you really understood that you are His? That you are God's? And that He created you? And He's sustaining you? And He's made you this temple that His presence can dwell in? His Spirit dwells here? And then we start tearing it apart piece by piece. Let me go back to just talking about, about the church. Back in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And in this, like, you know, this word, you, I trying to look. I was not an English, like, I, I was even going to say major, but I, I mean, I wasn't even a minor. Like, I wasn't, I was like a negative, you know? If there is that. But, I, you know, looking up these scriptures and these words and stuff, and this word you is, it can be singular, it can be plural, you know, it, it's, it's the way that, you know, in other languages and the way that it was written, you could ex distinguish more if it was plural not, or, or singular. But ours is just you, whether it's one person or whether it's 500 people. It's just you. But in this, we get to see, so we have to understand that, that he's talking about the church gathered together. Because in this chapter, in verses 5 through 9, he compares the church to a field that he planted and Apollos watered. He's talking about the church. The seeds that were planted and Apollos watered and, and the people that, that, that grew because of what God did in their midst. And then in verse 10 through 15, it says, 
that he compares the church to a building under construction. He's talking about the people, the gathering together as a building. And then right there in 16, we get to, do you not know that you are a temple? He's saying, do you church, do you church not know that you're the temple of God? That he dwells in your midst when you come together. And you're like, why? I mean, I know God dwells in me, but is it something different? Yes, it's something different when we come together. And you know, like, it's funny because like this whole series, this old school in saying like, it's not about remembering the past, right? As like something that was like the good old days, it was better. It's about remembering who we were. Or that, that revelation and that fire that maybe we had in the past. And saying, I want to bring that to right now where I am right now. But I will remember that whenever I was younger, people go to church like four or five, six days a week. I don't know. And you're like, how many days have, do they have in this week? You know? And you're there Sunday, you're there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're just like, you know, like, yeah, I'll go home sometime, you know. But I'm going to go to church. But what's happened now? Well, oh, I watch church online. I watch online. That is not a problem. I can do church just with myself, and I don't need to ever see anybody. That is a problem. We have this wonderful technology where somebody can, can watch online when they're sick or when they're, you know, out of town or just been super busy, fine. But don't stay home every single week doing it alone because there's something about when people gather together. When you get together and, and yes, I am the temple of God. Yes, you are the temple of God. And that spirit of him dwells in you. But imagine when we come together and have that strength together and that spirit builds. Right? You know, we're like, I can do church alone, but I need five guys to come help me move this couch, you know? Like, I, but don't talk to me about church. In Matthew 18, 20, it says, For where two are, or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That's interesting, huh? It's like there's something about gathering together. There's something about, and I'll tell you, I could tell you some, I'm not going to read any scriptures about it, but I'm going to tell you, there's a couple of things that I know are helpful. People can call you out on your stupid stuff when you're with them. People can pray for you when you're going through something tough when you're with them. People can 
come strengthen you and encourage you when you're having a rough day. There's so many things that can happen when you're with somebody. But no, let's just do church alone. We need to gather. There's something about gathering together that like, yes, the Spirit of God dwells in me and dwells in you. But I'm not going to say the Spirit of God in me is going to just be fine if I do it all on my own. Because I need somebody to help me. I, I need somebody to come alongside me and grab my arm. I need somebody to tell me when I say something stupid, you know, or do something wrong. We need people to help us. First Corinthians, I mean, it's all, all over. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you too many scriptures, but 1 Corinthians 5, 4, it says, so when you are assembled, and I am with you, he's this, the writer saying, I'm with you in spirit, I'm not with you, physically. But when you're assembled, and I'm with you in spirit, just know that I'm praying for you, but I can't be there right now. But he says, and the power of our Lord Jesus is present. Hmm. Interesting. When the power of the Lord Jesus, when you're gathered and the power of Jesus is with you in that place, there's power in the gathering. See, I will say, I do all right, you know, like when I'm by myself, but when I'm around people, I feel so much stronger. There is power in the gathering of people. It's like, oh, God's with me. Jesus is here. He's, he's, he's got me. He, he does. But he wants you to experience the strength that comes with locking arms with somebody next to you and worshiping or crying or praying. Listen, nobody... But we've forgotten the holiness of the temple. There's a couple of stories that I'm not going to go to the scriptures, but the scriptures in the Old Testament of uh, Nadab and Abihu, something like that. <laughs> um, Nadab and Abihu. And they were the sons of Aaron, and they went in and, and, and wanted to, you know, just do it their own way. It says that they each took their own censer and put fire in it and put incense in it. And we're just doing it like all, gosh, why is willy-nilly coming to mind? Doing it all like where, however they wanted to do and not going along with the instructions that God had given for the temple. Listen, and, and, and they were just doing it the way that they wanted to. <sighs> Too much now. Churches are just doing it the way that they want to. And I, I don't want anybody to catch on fire. But I see this and I'm just like, 
The fire of God came down and struck them because they were doing church how they wanted to and not how God wanted to. I know sometimes I can just think like, well, I want this and I want that. But I I want to do what God wants in this church, in our lives, that God wants us to do things, that we follow Him, not our own desires or wants. King Uzziah, he got all like, crazy proud of himself and goes in and he wants to go, you know, in inside the temple and, you know, light the incense and do all the stuff. So he just starts walking in. He's like, yeah, what's up? We're coming in, you know, and the priests are like, stop, you know, like call him out and say, you can't just walk in. Why? Because of the presence of God being in the temple. You can't do it how you want to. You can't do it your own way. You have to ask God or, or, sh- or follow what God has spoken and how he's told you to do it. So they stop him. The king Uzziah, he's like running in. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to offer this, you know, to God and all this stuff. They're like, you can't do that. And he gets mad. How dare you tell me that I can't do what I want? And as they're standing in front of him, he breaks out in leprosy on his face. All of a sudden, he breaks out in leprosy. Why? Because he forgot the holiness of the temple. And I see see these things like, people like, what? Why, why has this, I, I, I don't, hmm. he, he lives with leprosy for the rest of his life. I don't ever want to take for granted or take lightly the temple of God. And I'm speaking now of the gathering of people, and I'm also speaking of us as the temple of God. That we are His temple. We are His dwelling place. He dwells in us, and He walks amongst us. He walks with us as we gather together. There is power. The power of of Christ is there, right? And I, I want to... I want to follow what He has called us to do and individually in our lives and, and when we go home and not defile this. We walk home and think something's different. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not around the people of God or I'm not at church, you know, so I can just do what... No. See, that's, that's the difference now is that that temple is you. That you're carrying around His presence. And can we understand and think about how there is holiness when He is there in us? And to understand that in a way that keeps us from defiling ourselves. 
Because I know that God is going to do some amazing things through His people. I know. You say, oh, this stuff is happening and, you know, this and that in the world. And I don't care. What about if we all rose up and said, look at this temple that God has created and the spirit that dwells in it. And I'm going to gather together and we're going to show the strength of not us, but the one that resides in us. To not walk around lethargic, not walking around lethargic or, or, or with apathy, you know, not doing anything, but that we are all gathered together to be strengthened and we go out and we change the world around us. We change our workplace. We change the nation. Oh, the nation needs changed. Don't look at anybody else but yourself and God. Who's going to change the direction that we're headed? You are. We are as God's people. He never told us to trust anybody else to save us or to change the world. He asked us to trust Him and to be a part of Him changing that world. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.